Count us off, Brendo. Three, two, one. Brendo, 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 wherefore the Brendo man comes. Comedy, contest, depression, and fun. Wherefore the Brendo man comes. Comedy, contest, depression, and fun. Greasy, crashly, comedy, contest, consulting, coaching, corresponding company. We have a correspondent cracking up. Ladies and gentlemen, contest... Historian, contest attendee, contest judge. One time judge. One time judge. And then contest performer. Two time performer. One time judge. A Helium Portland's funniest person participant like no other. My goodness, the one, the only Chet McGowan. Hello. Yay, thank you for having me here. You both, this is great. Carson and Brennan. The brothers. The bros. Brothers Creasy Crashley. Yes. No duos in the contest ever. No. I think it's against the rules. Might so. be. Haven't seen that yet, but here we are. What, what is this, Brendo? What is this podcast all about? Well, it's a, this is Radio Brendo Man. <laughs> I'm Brendan Creasy. I'm his brother. And we're currently talking about Portland's Funniest Person Contest. The tenth one. The tenth. Amazing. Here we are. Yeah. We just, I mean, we had night six. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that yeah. because Chet was there. Um, I was there and you weren't there. I was, I was camping. Where were you? I was camping. being a family man. I was out, you know, camping on the beach. Nice. Kayaking. Good time of year uh, to do Strengthening my marriage, fighting mosquitoes, <laughs> being a dad. Camping for six days with a toddler will do that. I heard mosquitoes are the biggest risk to a happy marriage. <sighs> you man, really gotta had, be careful. We had candles. We had three different, we had spray. <laughs> we had the aerosol spray. But, uh, it's great to be back, but there are fewer bugs that bite. Um, yes. But before we get in here, what, tell us, you know, tell us about your comedy contest origin story. Okay. Uh, well, I, I've i been uh, in town basically as long as Helium's been open. Uh, I think they may have actually opened the week I moved to Portland, which was the weekend of July 30th, 2010. That's uh, right. Not to be confused with... The other Philadelphia helium. Right, right. You know, or that Buffalo, one. or the ones that have closed. None of those matter. The only one that matters is Portland. And, uh, so they opened in 2010, same weekend I moved here. Contest started in 2012? 2011, 2011. we decided. Okay, yes. Uh, I think I started attending, I might have gone to one show in 2013 was what I think. I really started going, like, multiple nights, uh, 2014. And I... What like, prompted you? I mean, uh, were you open? You weren't comedy, and you no. just uh, you just loved it. Yeah, You're just at a that comedy point, fan, huge fan. Uh, I had started stand up in either 2004 or five in San Francisco. I don't know. Oh, with the Mosh Casher and Weinbach. And huh, all that? I wish. No, uh, Joe Gorman and Kevin O'Shea actually. Okay. Yeah, Joe had a Joe had a Zoom mic going on during this whole thing. Joe's been at it for a long time. Kevin also still at it. I uh, I started with them, and then I stopped in 2008. Uh, that summer that I was in LA, I, I quit. I said, I'm never doing this again, but when I moved to Portland, I was like, Did I you do comedy this. in LA? Yeah, a couple of times. That's what made me quit. Yeah, I, the, the <laughs> mics in LA are brutal. They're awful. Uh, the main thing that made me quit was I got booked on a show with some really, really great people. I didn't deserve to be on that lineup, but also there was a kid, there was a 12 year old that I had to follow, and that <laughs> kid killed it. And I, <laughs> 
Did not. And <laughs> I said, I'm not doing this ever again. And then, wow. uh, lo and behold, 2016, I'm doing it again. If so. I, if I stop doing everything a child could do better than me, I, 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 I would do nothing. That's a very good attitude. And that was not the attitude I had at that time. <laughs> uh, when that show happened, it was just... Do you know what's awkward? I remember trying to book on, like, a midnight show. Yeah. One of the, like, curious comedy, you know, children comedians. Yes. Some of them are hilarious. I'm like, yeah. that'd be so funny if we had, like, this bill, and it's like, you know, it's like Christian Ricketts, and then, you know, <laughs> maybe we can get someone just super hilarious, you know, uh, we could we could get Debbie Wooden Williams, I don't know. Debbie and then Williams? a child! Yes! I just no. loved diversity and ageism, you know, in lineups. Do you know the OCC rules with child performers, though? They, they, they can yes, go straight to the stage. You can have, like, a playpen for them, basically, and they can be on stage or they have to be outside the venue. Right. I remember waiting. I remember um, Tonic. I mm-hmm. remember when Lucia Fasano was not yet 21. Oh, wow. Waiting up the back where we used to all smoke. I'm like, oh, dang. I'm here to smoke weed. What are you doing here? She's like, I have to wait out here until my spot. We went to the same high school. Uh, we went with my brother. Uh, younger than me. Like, I, I wasn't there the same years, but we but grew up in the same children. Place. By the way, children always welcome at Sookie's Tuesday open mic until, until, 9, until 9 p.m. At which point they must go home. It is bedtime. Bedtime. Your child has been a feature heckler at... <laughs> Start them young. Start them young. Get them comfortable. There are some comedians whose origin story begins with heckling. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm trying to get that out of the way. Yes. Like, like oh, yeah, I was just trying to help you out. Hey, what, what, can I do jokes? And then they do an open mic, and then later you know, like, boom, now they're comedian. It's like dodgeball. If you can dodge a baby, you can dodge a heckler. <laughs> no one was throwing babies at the Sookie's mic. Not yet. She was wandering onto the stage. Yeah. I mean, I love it. It's it's like at what age a, are you gonna like have Lil like get up and do five minutes? She's already done. She's already been on the ninety nine minute comedy festival at Sookie's. It's the freshest face of our one minute fresh <laughs> face comedy contest. Today yeah, she said fresh face. Today she told me she said Uncle Brendo, I want to do podcasts. Oh wow! So well, good on that the pod. Is- that is a she sentence that makes me about... feel real old. Yeah. <laughs> Did she say, "Don't forget to like and subscribe"? <laughs> she said, "She said this is this is Lillian Crashley. Smash that like and subscribe button. Crash it, Crashly that like and subscribe. Crash that smash button. Smash that crash." By the way, I don't know if we've told ever, if we've told our listeners enough times yet, but you know, Brennan Creasy, born Carson Creasy, mm-hmm. now Carson Crashley. Crashly. And that is because my brother mm-hmm. at a bar at Sookie's, no less, we were talking about, well, should, when we have this child, should we have a family name? Yeah. As we were spitballing, Brendan comes up with the simplest answer, was also the best, of, hey, Rebecca Ashley, Carson Creasley, Creasy Ashley, Crashley. Oh, That's where it comes it. from. I love it. And Lillian, Crashley, the fifth. <laughs> also, it sounds awesome. It's First a great name. Full name. Smashly, get smashly. I don't know. When uh, I got married, I, I'm forgetting what year I got married. That's bad. Anyway, the point is, I got married. I tried to hybridize my last name with my husband's, and the best we came up with was Max Gowan, uh, Maxwell plus McGowan. Max Gowan sounded fun, and they said it'll be sixty-five dollars extra when we went to go sign the thing. So we did not change our names. 
I think it's worth it. I, I know it is, but... Uh, Getting your name changed, big pain in the ass. We were so broke. Yeah. Uh, and then you got to change your name on, like, everything. Everything. And for years, yeah. you're like, oh, this one, you know, like... Yeah. Flexible health savings account didn't change. And now, like... Carson had a major I'm problem with her right for, for two weeks. I bet. Because of the name change. You're like, oh, we can't pay for it. Yeah. Because, you know, it was... He also almost didn't get... Well, he had to sleep in his car because he couldn't use his credit card for a hotel. Almost a hotel. Ouch. I have known a few people uh, in this city... I won't say their names, but... Uh, Please do. No. No. They've, they've changed their names because of receiving payment for a show or just realizing more people call them their stage name than their offstage name, and they've gotten legal name changes over it. Uh Great idea, but like you just said, the paperwork, all the little things you don't know. No, man, remember. the patriarchy, man. Very few men, I guess stage performers know, um, I guess woke dudes know, or just cool dudes that are like, this is kind of silly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it's awful, like at work. It takes years for, like, I have to wait for them to like change emails, yeah. you know, accounts before. Yeah, I have trans friends. Like, we can change are, it on your name. I have trans friends that are still dealing with shit, yeah. like, yeah. And that's very, very much more significant than yeah. the pain in the butt. It's just like your whole identity there. But. Right. It's, I mean, they're both, it, it shouldn't be such a hassle. And yet, I guess if it wasn't, I'd probably be changing my name every week. It'd be awful. It'd be uh, so cool. fun. You're like changing your hair color. Yeah. You're like, it's kind of a burden if you really want to do it right. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So, yeah. getting back to the content. The contest. Because it can't all be about name changes. Sure. Although we love stage names. <laughs> like, that's my favorite thing. When when, when when you see that first master list, mm-hmm. what's the first thing you look for? Oh, you go through everything and you're like, who are these people I haven't heard of and how did they come up with these names and why are they so crazy? Oh, we need to have you back on and we'll do an all-time list of crazy stage names that have popped up That would there. be delightful. This year was a, a bonanza. Yes. There like, were some good ones, and some, but some of them already like dropped out. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that's hard. We don't want to. We don't split because we'll get to them later. We still have a few nights. There's some, some crazy names. There's coming some wild names. There's yeah. some long names. Yes, there are. There's one very long name I'm thinking of. Uh, we we are we we have sworn to secrecy, even though we've cracked that code. We think it's more fun that way. But yeah, if you if you want to figured it out, go to helium.com. Look at all the contest rounds. Buy those tickets. Smash and subscribe those tickets. <laughs> Use the discount code Chet. So they know that Chet's a draw from this point. No. Um, I don't think you can anymore because I'm already done. I think you have to use... All right, you can use Brendo's name yes. because he's on the last round. Anyone who hasn't come up yet, I but believe. But don't buy can... tickets for our round. We don't want to be accused of no buoy mania shenanigans. Brendomania. Brendomania. I'm going to be the next... Buoy. They're going to rename it after you. It's going to be Brendomania from this point forward. Find the funniest names and buy tickets for those rounds. You will not be disappointed. Unless, of course, they know show. But you've been showing up to the content. You were showing up, and then you transition from yep. fan, yes, supporter, yes. patron, yes, you know, bringer of home baked goods to awesome shows. Lots I've of been pies. The oh, pies. Lots of pies. That was the best part about being involved with Scott and Christian. Those guys is like they have this super fan that will bring you pies. Yeah. <laughs> if you're it was on their fun. shows. <laughs> I've gotten paid in acid, drugs, stage time on shittier shows, <laughs> money, but nothing beats a homemade pie. 
That was a fun. That was a fun series of years when I was just constantly baking pies for comedy. So is that how one becomes a comedy contest judge? Bake enough pies. How did this happen? Yeah, how are you going to be a judge? To be honest, the judge thing. I think what happened was they had a better name and someone dropped out. However, it had been floated to me because I think of working at Ground Control and being oh, tangentially yeah. involved with that show uh, that. That was a thing I could do um, because I had not yet entered the contest. I was not yet performing comedy in Portland, uh, but I was knowledgeable. Like I stacked notes. Well, who do you think dropped out? Yeah, of judges. I, I think it was um, Hambone from Radio Now. Sometimes in the early years, the judges were pretty wild. Yeah, uh, they've gotten better. Like no, these people are actually like industry and can help these comedians I know my night I had the fun employment people with me see those are uh, good judges yeah they were they were great names like it was it was such a delight to get to go but I think there might have been maybe somebody from like Kill Rockstars or something that's also cool yeah okay so yeah sounds like by then then this was 2016 yes they'd really stepped up their judge game they had uh previous years no I remember it was a lot of Morning zoo adjacent types. I feel like you'd see at least two of those every year on certain nights. Uh, yeah, it was a, a goofy time. So how does the invite happen? Do you get an email? Do someone call you like, hey, is, I got you want to be a judge? I got an email and it was really strange and weird and unexpected to me. I basically had like a week, I believe, to get ready for it. Uh, just pulling up the notes. Let's see here. I mean, the transition from comedy fan to judge is not dissimilar from the transition uh, from a variant to a time authority code (laughs) cop in the Loki series. Like, that's an impressive jump. I guess maybe I should give, like, a little even more backstory. Um, I first got into comedy when I was still living in Los Angeles. I was 19 or 20 years old. And the first couple of comedy shows I went to were at Largo and M Bar. Yeah, are, those are like that's yeah. like the scene. That's They're, like where it all started. They are places that ended up. Carson yeah. asked me the other day, "What's Largo?" And I went and. Oh, them. Largo, man! So when I, I I know Largo. I've listened to Mark Marin enough times. Holy shit! I went to the original location. That was the first place I ever had a beer in a bar. When I was 19, they just didn't card me, and they gave me Guinness all night, and that never happened again. But uh, certainly helped. Kind of cement my love. There are worse things to feed. Yeah. You're going to like comedy life. death ray? Or? Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, for years. I went to their overnight shows that they did for their third and fourth anniversary. Uh, the first one, I think, was 10 hours, and the second one was just over 12. Were you on those message boards that everybody was yes, on? Yes, I was. I was on a special thing. The famous message board, comedy yeah. message board. I, I mean, What makes a message board famous? A that, lot of that was like the original comedy message board that all the comedians were on. Dino Samatopoulos, I think, was the first one who started posting on there. Yeah, he brought Louie on there. Louie used to, you know, I know how things are now, but Louie used to be very forthright about answering questions. Uh, Brian Posehn, uh, occasionally Bob Odenkirk, Paula Tompkins was on there all the time. Uh, so this was like a comedy festival dream lineup, and you could just like ask them questions about the biz. Pretty much every day, yeah. Man, what was I doing with the internet back then? This was like 2004. I was on the Kevin Smith message board. You may have been on with my husband. In 2004, I was was trying to... What was his name? Jixby Phillips. I was using the internet Mm -hmm. to complete my college degree at UC Berkeley. Thank you very much. Very good. That's that's a responsible thing to do. I was was, was was not. I was looking up JSTOR to (laughs) find 
to, to find uh, citable sources for my uh, culminating thesis paper on anti-fraternalism in medieval alliterative verse poetry. Wow. College is a waste of time. (laughs) I know, I work for them. I've been in college for 21 years. What? 19 if you count the history courses I took at Maricosa College while in high school. Wow. Wow, that's a long time. Yeah. Yeah, I I have never been responsible on the internet. I... I, I mean, I'm not saying I was responsible for the internet. Well, you were certainly asshole. using it for like academic purposes. And yeah, things. to plagiarize. Yes. No, just kidding. I was bothering people. I wrote a paper Me. once so bad it got it. My, the, the grad student instructor was like, "Did you copy this from the internet? Because here's six just like." And I'm like, "We're reading Beowulf. I compare it to a comic book." Yes. I'm a graduating senior. This is an entry level class that didn't transfer over. I'm not trying hard. You can give me a bad grade, but my academic integrity remains intact. <laughs> That's being accused. That's like that's like writing a shitty joke and being accused of stealing it. It's like exactly. no, it's just a shitty joke. Do you understand parallel thoughts? A thing. We all have these same I'm bad ideas. They're a hat. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Yes. So. So we're still uh, we're still chasing the scent of the path from yes from comedy L.A. You're getting drink at uh, you're getting drunk at bar at the age of nineteen. This yep. is this is how you become yep. a judge at the comedy contest. I do that. I moved to San Francisco uh, around the time I turned twenty one. I do my first open mic set. I kind of stick with it. What was your closer? I that whole check thing. the books. No, no, that's she has a, journals from every contest. She I do, it. but nothing from San Francisco. All that stuff is burned. I have one joke I saved from San Francisco. It's the weed joke. It's not that good. Okay. It's not that good. It doesn't matter. Uh, no. I did stuff there. I moved down to L.A. I quit, but I kept going to shows. I kept going to shows, talking to people, writing, wrote a few things. Um, them asking me to be a judge seemed really weird because I'm like, first off, how do you even know who I am? Second, uh, okay, sure. I do love this thing. I was going, I like to go to the shows. I like to write down notes about people's sets. Over time, I found what I really love is uh, seeing somebody... First year, not that good. Second year, maybe leave a little bit of impression. Third year, they start killing it. That is what I love. That's the main reason I keep going and taking these notes. I, I, I've compared it to my fandom for the contest. Mm-hmm. It's like friend of friend of the family, friend of Portland comedy, Jeremiah Coughlin. You know, he yeah he uh, he's an announcer for the Portland Pickles. Yes, a like it's like it's not even minor league baseball, right? But they have fans. And there's 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 yeah. people that know all the batters' names, and for them. It's like this weird, like they're binge, it's like they're binge watching this slow burn. Yes. Of watching these prospects grow over time. Yeah. Game by game. And like you said, like seeing that success over years, Brendan mm-hmm. has compared it to his fandom for professional wrestling, indie wrestling, when he sees, yes. you, you take it away. Well, like I've seen guys wrestle in like bingo halls. Yeah. For nobody. And then watching some of those same guys move up. To the point where I'm watching them in front of, in WrestleMania in front like of 100,000 yeah. people. Oh, that's gotta be so much fun. It's a great thing. Yeah. I think we all, we all identify with that. That's energizing mm-hmm. for us. Yes. Other people who are also, like when we're you, all also performers, but I think we all, we have peers. Yeah. I think most of our peers watching other success is more like, When's my turn? There's yeah. a lot of people. What can where, I do for us? It's like you can you can do both. You yeah, can, you can be super competitive with your peers and uh, overtly or not, but you can also you know. Yeah, r- I think some people superficially the they see their peers get better, get more successful, and sometimes it's as simple as, "Well, I wish I was like that. Why can't I have that?" 
Um, which to me isn't the point of doing comedy. The point of doing comedy to me is you want to go out and laugh. You want to laugh at yourself, your friends. You want to hopefully watch everybody get better. And before I started performing again, I found going to the contest every summer and just being a weirdo about the notes and stuff. That was a really fun way to monitor, like, who was in town. Do you think that's how better? Do you think that's how they scouted you? Is they're like, so like, oh no, we need a judge. So I was like, well, what about, what about that gal that has all the notebooks? <laughs> I don't know. I was so embarrassed about it. Like, there's a couple nights I have in here early on where I was clearly writing on my lap under the table because it is almost, uh, uh, what do you call it when you can't read something? Illegible. <laughs> yeah. It's really, really messy. Right. Uh, and I feel like people see me with the notebooks, they're like, what are you? Like, are you, like, scouting for something? It's like, no. And then that just makes me seem even weirder. Like, you're taking notes because you like to? Is like, that it? Yeah, yeah, I guess the question is, what is with the notebooks? I enjoy watching people get better. I've got a bad memory. I like knowing what people are doing and stuff. And uh, it has been a really, really fun way to see a lot of comics in a fairly short time period do a lot of sets. Most years, I feel like you see... Gosh, what was the average for the shows? It usually is like 12 people each show, two shows a night, Tuesday and Wednesday for the preliminaries. I don't remember how many were in 2019, but that was way more representative of it than this year. This year is a very, like, a pretty... One show a night. Yeah. Uh, There's still a ton. There's still a ton. There's tons. But, like, uh, the show I did, it was one show that night, and that was the only show that week. And that's not how it's been for the last few years. Yeah. Yeah, generally two shows a night, at least two nights of the week. I think some weeks they had shows three nights of the week. I think a couple times they did. Yeah. yeah. It was, I mean, it was jammed. I, Just trying to squeeze in all those contests. Do you guys have a number of how many people signed up this year? I think it's in the 140s. I think it's like 140-something. Okay. But there's a lot of dropouts. Yes. Because a lot of people signed up, like they carried over their signups. You're right. That's what James told us. Yeah, they just got carried over one of the signups. You know, rest in peace, Mister. Uh, yeah. Avi. Avi yes. didn't 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 survive round. Yeah, it's. I, I think uh, 2019 there may have been someone as well in a that was a similar situation. So you said so the year you're judging was 2016. 2016. You find yourself a judge. Yep. Take us to that night. How are you? How does a judge prepare for a comedy contest? I wasn't prepared. At all was the thing. I mean, I was excited to do it. Uh, it did not hit me until I sat down and the show was about to start. Oh, these are my friends. These are not just people I really like, but these are people that I do know in real life that I have a, in some occasions, like professional relationship with. Sure. I, I had just gotten hired at Sizzle Pie by one of the comics who was in the contest. Uh, the guy who won that year, I believe, Noriko. <laughs> I think Noriko one, I didn't judge the finals. I only judged the semis, but we had started working together, I think, two weeks before the contest started. Oh. And that made me feel weird to be like, all right. So Noriko planted you there to assure himself a victory. I, I'd like to think so, you know, <laughs> that it was a long con, and then I just kept that job for years. Uh, years. Until it burned down. or technically No, I went back down. after it burned yeah. down. <laughs> but it was... That feeling was strange, realizing, okay, I actually have to put myself in a position where I am probably not going to make some of my friends very happy. Uh, not like I have to tell them where they showed up or anything, but it was strange to pull myself out of it a little bit and just be kind of objective. Uh, I remember thinking, 
All right, it's it's the semis. It's not the preliminaries. Yeah, it's gonna be just tight, and it was. It was great to see everybody really destroy. But how does the judging work? Like, what do they ask of you? Uh, it's very similar to the audience participation judging rounds. Uh-huh. Uh, the year that I did it, what they said basically was, "Here's some paper, make some notes." But the three things you're looking for are almost the same. I don't think we were numbering. Originality, mm-hmm. audience, audience reaction, reactions. stage presence. Yes. Yeah. And uh, it went really well. Um, I also have this thing where I like to time the sets myself. So I remember when I was judging, nobody went over. Some people hit the line, but nobody went over. Because they're pros, man. Yeah. In the preliminaries, it's always a thing. Every year, there's somebody who should go through but they don't because they did just a little bit too long, and it's so Sorry. frustrating. I, w- I saw some of those nights when I was looking back over some of these. I was like, oh, yeah, that was the night mm-hmm. you know, she nearly went over, and she, God, she was so good. You know, there There's a few, like yeah. I I mean, it's always it's such a bummer when you know somebody had the best set, but they, they just can't go through because they weren't looking at the light or whatever. It's frustrating. But, yeah. There was a guy that went way over... Yes, on a on, 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 your night. on my night. That was uh he went way over. He went like two minutes over. So who did you put through your night? My night, um my guesses were actually completely accurate for that night. I, I always look at the sheet and make a list of who I think's gonna go through. Weirdly none of those people change. I had picked uh Debbie Wooten, Winnie Weiss, Ben Levy. All three of them went through. No, the night you were judging the contest. Oh, I thought you meant my night this year. I'm sorry. Uh, let me get that notebook. Get there. Yeah. Because that was uh, 2016. I don't, yeah, I wish I could have uh, pulled up the, the semifinalists. But, I mean, thank goodness we have a note keeper. <laughs> I know from... from th- that was the year that I signed up for the contest. Mm-hmm. And then they, they sent out the master list. And my name wasn't on it. Oh! So I, I had... But yeah, I, had, I think I remember that. Paid for it. Um... But technically, I would like to say, for the record, I had two residences. You know, my girlfriend at the time, probably fiance by then. Yes. In Portland, but I was working in Seattle. Mm. And there's a the whole, like, you must be a boy. I was like, come on, what about the Vancouver folks? What about the people that, you know, live in Gresham? Yeah. And I was like, I'm still active. So I thought maybe they had sniffed me out and were like, you can't do it this year because we know you. But they don't give a shit. <laughs> they don't give two shits. No. <laughs> but they, they dropped me in and yeah, so that, that was, um, you know, I, I got dropped in late in the, in the contest and, uh, I can't even remember, you know, who went, went through for my preliminary round. Day. Yeah. Okay. This was the first night, uh, first set of the night. I noted that uh, there was a tie between two of the semifinalists, but who ended up going through that night was uh, Kyle Harbert, Christian Ricketts, and Katie Rose Leon uh, from the first show. That was the semifinals? That was the semifinals. Second show that night uh, was Noriko Ott, Adam Posse, and Chris Edrick. Wow. Yeah. Who were some of the other notables? Oh gosh. Okay. First show. I'll just so, read the whole so, you, so there's a, so Posse won. Mm-hmm. Um, some legends right there. Yeah. yeah. All right. So in order of appearance, I have uh, looks like Wendy Weiss, Martin Lendals, Kyle Harbert, Becky Bronstein. Uh, I think this is Alex Rios. I just wrote Alex, but 
I talk about an affliction shirt, which I could never see Falcone wearing, so it must have been Rios. <laughs> uh, Christian Ricketts, Barbara Holm, Ed. Who would Ed be? I have no idea. Yeah, some of these notes I, I skipped around on. Uh, I have Katie Rose Leon, I have Hunter Donaldson, and then I think this is Jake Silverman. Uh, pretty sure. I'll have to go back and double check that. Second show that night, I have Diana Foley, Chris Etrick. What do your notes look like from like some of the people that you really like? Some people I write a lot, and that doesn't necessarily mean it's great. Some people I write like killing it. Wow. Uh, some people I mention their jokes specifically. I, I talk about the setups. Uh, there are some things in here like, uh, response started slow but built to a great closer. Oh, black. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, they, they kind of fluctuate depending on how familiar I am with the comics and their set. I know this particular year I had gone to most of the preliminaries and based off what I'm reading, it seems like a lot of people did pretty similar sets for the semis. Oh, in terms of like, yeah, people always ask, like, yeah. are, they, are they gonna, are you allowed to do your, your well, same stuff in the second? I'm like, you'd be a fool not to. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is the first year where the semis are actually a longer amount of time than the preliminaries. I want to say previous years it was always like, you only got the extra half. minute at like the you, uh, final. Exactly. And this year it's, I think you get an extra 90 seconds in the semis, and I think the finals are like 10 minutes or something. This would be weird. See what people, I mean, like, there's, yeah. a, I mean, cause you see it every year. There's a difference between three minutes and five minutes. Oh yeah. Like, you've seen folks start strong. Yeah. In the, in these, you know, five to six minute sets. Mm-hmm. There's a, and then there's a huge difference between five and ten minutes. Yeah. Yes. Huge. It's like so. You can come in with like, you know, a couple fast jokes and do a, a parody song about the pandemic. If I had minutes, to do, but how do you like, stretch if I had that to do ten, ten minutes right now, I'd be hard pressed, like. I don't think I've done a 10 minute set, uh, probably since the beginning of 2019. Uh, when I did the contest, I was, every open mic I've done this year, I've done less than three minutes at. They've all felt just so strange and weird and I'm trying to get my timing back and. Oh, it feels so good when you like, you reconnect and sometimes yeah. it's not with like a joke. It's just like, oh, that, that, that's the rhythm of my comedy that I yeah. haven't had the first three weeks I've been back. Yeah. It's been so difficult. I mean, even just trying to remember what day of the week it is, let alone like my, my sets, my, my things that I can say. It's been really weird. So getting that timing back is hard. And I do think this year of everybody I've seen, most people have been handling it really well, but some, some people I know have been going really long. I feel like some of the sets I've seen this year have been like longer than ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, they burn the light. They burn the light. They burn it hard. So you judged. Yes, I judged. You judged appropriately. I mean, you had the winner. I feel like I did the best I could. Um, and then it, it's still a few years late, like, and then a couple years, like, was it the next year you started? No, you, within weeks you started doing comedy. Two weeks after the contest ended in 2016, I got back on stage. It was the end of July 2016. I, yeah, so it was six years Summer after I moved here. Bad decision? Good decision. <laughs> it was getting back in, getting it back was a good decision. Was, good. was it from, yes. like, going to the contest and everything that got you pumped up, or? I think a lot of it was, 
just, okay, I am comfortable with these people. I know these people. I was going to Mike's just to hang out and watch, but like didn't have really a thing to get on stage. There were a couple of people who really pushed me, and one of them was uh, Dan Weber. Uh, Dan was like, why are you always here and you don't sign up? Should I just sign you up? Uh, so it was almost a threat to get me back on stage, and it worked. It was great. Uh, good good threat. Yeah, Christian Ricketts was very supportive once he found out I used to do it. was like, you should, you should do it again. Um, I think Sean Connery might have been the one who was like, well, what are you so afraid of? Are you scared you're going to be the worst? Because you've been watching this. You know that's barely possible. That's my advice. <laughs> when I have, like, office mates, like, I want to do comedy. And yeah. they're scared. I don't want everyone to do comedy. I, yes. Once. I don't know why. Um, but I'm like, watch an open mic. You'll see, and our mic, you'll see anywhere from 39 to 50 performers <laughs> at Sookie's. And if you're afraid of being the worst, watch an open mic yeah. for nine minutes. And you'll be like... <laughs> in a polite way, you're like, oh, well, I can do that. Yeah. They're fun because they go up and down so fast. And especially if you go in without any knowledge of who's going up, uh, it can be really fun and surprising. Somebody you think doesn't necessarily look that funny might have the best jokes. And yeah. somebody who seems really confident might have nothing. Isn't that... Or worse a, than nothing, street jokes. Isn't that a... <laughs> street jokes can get you far. <laughs> uh, if you put your own twist on them. <laughs> I don't know. But I was just going to say, like, seeing, seeing a comic that you've kind of maybe tuned out, mm-hmm. just have, like, the set of their year, it's just such a beautiful thing. It's the best. Uh, I've talked about my notes on one other podcast a few years ago. I talked to David Mascaro about the contest. And the example I used then, and will continue to use, uh, Dylan Jenkins. I love Dylan Jenkins. I think he's one of the funniest people in town. Love him. First time I saw him was at the contest. Did not like him at all. Uh, I I thought he was dumb. Uh, I thought his jokes just seemed like straight from Twitter or something was maybe the thing I wrote. I think Twitter's hilarious. I do think Twitter's hilarious, but I also think... And also the worst. You see a lot of the same things on there over and over, and I don't know. I I mean, it's just like, yeah, if I hear... I, I think... Portland comedy bears the responsibility of all these pedestrian fatalities. Yes. Because they've been shaming Portland drivers for a decade <laughs> that now uh, our drivers are so confused. Uh, wait, should I, should I be should I be chill? Should I be aggressive? Should I be more Californian? And blah, blah, blah? and now we're dying in the streets. Yes, because every these night. shitty hack comedians won't stop confusing Portlanders with the correct way to just keep just just get from A to B without killing anybody. <laughs> As someone whose dad was struck and killed by a car running a red light, don't don't drive shame anybody anymore. No, as long as you're driving safely, let them be. Yes, I I don't drive. Brenda, do you have any thoughts on uh, pedestrian fatalities? I made jokes about the drivers in Ukaipa because it was like that too. See, like- if Brendo's making jokes about it, it's <laughs> Joey making the same jokes Brendo does. No, I, I don't think like jokes. Right. If yours is the funniest, you can talk about it all you want. Fair, but if you're coming, if you're coming to the contest, yes, with a Portland drivers, we joke, want to see original you'd be the, material. Needs to be the best. Yes, needs to be the best. Yes, I don't tell. Like you. I think Seth Allen had a good driving one, or I don't know. But you can you can go far. Yeah, pandering no, in the first round is great. 
I, I admit this year I feel like I went a little hacky, but also it was, Dude, if you get, it your was my first set inside laughs. 18 months. Yes, I had to start it. I just wanted to do it. My only goal from the contest this year was sign up, do it, have fun. You did That's it. it. And I did. It was a good night. It was and a good also, time. And also, if you're signed up for the contest and you're like, should I do it? Should I not do it? Of course you should do Self-care it. first. Yeah. I mean, yes, obviously, take care of everything. But, like, what is the pressure, I think, that most people put on the contest? It's who are you competing against, really? The only goal should be, like, have fun and get a good tape. Yeah, your only competition is Randall. Yeah. <laughs> trying, to, trying to get a good, trying to get a better deal on that tape. Yes. <laughs> Maybe I could do my own titles. Just give Randall five extra bucks. Yeah. He's very patient. He, he works so hard and he does a really good job and has been for years. He's great. Uh, for that shout out, I now expect a free tape this year. Yes. Cranwellstudios.com. You can bleep that. You can bleep that if you don't get the good tape. Don't need, <laughs> don't need to. So you judge, mm-hmm. you're back in the game. Back in the game. In the game, yes. Still not wanting to participate. No, twenty nineteen. What yeah. was what was the, what, what about twenty nineteen? Was finally like you should do the contest. I think. I mean, I'm sure I was. I've been like, why are you not doing the contest? You're gonna feel left out. There was a little bit of that. Seeing everybody else I knew go through it, uh, I felt like I was maybe. I have the benefit of hindsight now. I was unduly stressing myself out about it. It doesn't mean anything other than this is one show, one night. And hopefully you're going to have a good time. It's not a thing you can go into where you're like, I'm going to beat this person and feel really good. That's not how the contest works. You don't even know if the lineups are going to be the same as the thing you get. Yeah, you could, you could have uh, Jake Silverman sky drop it into your round when you you're sitting pretty. What is happening to me? Yep, that is, uh, I, I just heard about that. That's. I think the last two shows of the contest, the lineups are pretty different than what got sent out. Yeah, we need to get an updated lineup from management at PDS. Yeah, I mean, I'll be there uh, definitely both of those nights. I, I I know it's going to be a fun time, but I also think it's going to look really different than what was initially emailed. Um, you never know what's going to change on them. Uh, you don't know if people are before you on the lineup, like how that's going to go. I've seen some years where somebody nobody has ever seen just comes in and does something really weird, and it kind of changes the whole energy. And then Ooh. later, uh, I feel like George Jones is maybe the guy I'm Was he the of. young guy that brought, like, a jar? First thing he did, he brought a glass jar full of liquid on stage and fucking dropped it. I loved it. Right away. Uh, and then proceeded, I think, to do eight and a half more minutes after that, yeah, I want to say. It was a very, very long set. Uh, Stephen Wilbur was hosting that night and had to come out on the stage and just kind of stand there with his arms crossed the last two and a half or three minutes. Uh, it was a long set, and that was the first one of that show, and it kind of changed everything after that. I, 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 I've off. heard complaints from assholes, so I'll say a name. I've heard Sean, I don't want to say his name, right. this asshole <laughs> named Sean complain, and it was um, a dear friend of mine, mm-hmm. Bridget Bennett's first time ever doing comedy. Mm-hmm. She was one of the brave ones like, I'm going to sign for the contest. That's going to be my first time doing wow. comedy. That's that's also a thing. There's so many people where their first time on stage is the contest. And I will say this about my dear friend Bridget Bennett, mm-hmm. you know, first timer. Uh, was she getting a lot of laughs? Yes. Were they intentional? No. It just seems so surreal. Yes. Just watching someone just walk into that for the first time. Yeah. And this asshole afterwards when they, when they did an advance was like, I had to follow this first timer. It's like, 
bro the F up, you gaslighting piece of shit. <laughs> Get out of our scene. No, no one cares about your, I'm one, no one. No one. I'm sorry you weren't funny enough that night. Yeah. I was um, annoyed last, or 2019. But uh, the energy shift is real. Yeah. I had to follow someone who I had never heard of. Uh, who I Googled and it was like they worked at Intel and I'm like, okay, great. So it's going to be a bunch of computer jokes. And that person brought, I think, like 30 people. And of course they fucking smashed it. And, uh, my whole night got switched around. I thought I was going to be third from last. I ended up going last on my show. Uh, people that I expected to do well, I know at least one of them didn't do as well as I thought. And some of the strangers to me destroyed. It was, was this your first contest set? Yeah, that was that was 2019. That was my first contest set, and it was a. Was very that the one night. with um, Lee Cox, Sean Connery, Brandon Lyons, or they bounce you around? Mm, I know Brandon Lyons was on it because he went through. I think Lee was on it. I don't think Sean ended up being on mine. I think the original lineup that was Benjamin Tear, Bob Bomber, yes. Sean Rama, yes. Brian Southern, James Arterfield, friend yep. of the family, Dan Rothenberg. Steve, I haven't heard half these names, but yeah, yeah. That was this was just the previous contest. Yeah, it was it was a weird night, and I'm assuming Brandon went through. Brandon definitely went through. Uh, I think Lee, 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 Lee also went Lee through. Was fucking on fire right and before pandemic. Benjamin Tier took the bullet. Maybe not. I don't think the Intel guy probably one of these no names. Anyway. Maybe. Uh, I did not. He probably went over. Did Sean Connery advance? I don't think Sean advanced that year, but I know Sean was it, was has he advanced. Was he in too many grumpy host mode? No, I I think he got bounced off that lineup. I think mm. he might have been on a different night. Well, anyway, that was last yeah. year. Anyway, yeah. Let's talk about. You want to talk about this year, Brendo? You're feeling lonely. We could we could return to sure. our contest history later. Yes. But we're fresh off. You're 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 yeah. taking the bullet. Yeah, July a beautiful 7th. round. We always start our, our contest round recaps with. Hot shot headshots of the week. <laughs> because podcasting is such a visual medium, we thought it'd be fun to talk about the faces of comedians. Yeah. On a auditory, aural art form. <laughs> um, but I mean, this is, this is the part of the show where our, li- where our faithful following logs into Helium's website and stares at the faces of all these beautiful contestants as we pick our faves from this week. Brendo, there's not a lot of picks this week, but who do you got as your fave? Um, My pick is Debbie... My pick is Debbie Wooten. Yeah. Because she looks great. Mm -hmm. She's got the life touch background going on. (laughs) That's always a classic. Is she the school principal or is she a real estate agent? (laughs) Could be both. Could be one of those. Looks great. Uh, She looks like she could be literally 35 years old. Yeah. She looks great in person, too. She's amazing. Yes. Uh, I I will faint if we can get her on this podcast. I think we can make it happen. We'd have to record it at Helium probably when she's there. Because uh, getting up these stairs isn't, isn't, isn't... Sorry, we're not AD accessible yet in the podcasting studio, but we're she getting... She did there. advance, so you'll have, you'll have she your She did advance. Yep. And she's amazing. Yeah. I mean, she... I mean, would she talk to you about her contest history, going back to the Seattle contest? She's, she told me about how she made it to the finals of Seattle and barely lost to Mitch Hedberg. I believe it. She's... Yeah. No, she's been at it for she so long. She made him long. work for it. She's so funny. Made, made that skinny opiate. <laughs> <laughs> One-liners. 
Yeah, she she's very different comic from Mitch. Yeah, kind of opposite end, but oh, Com- love yeah. Debbie. Great, Amazing. great hot shot headshot. Uh, I have to go with the golden, the golden, golden child of the hour. Okay, golden funny man, uh, and go Ben Levy. Oh yeah, it is a good photo. Um, I love that he. It looks like to me like it looks like I if I was thumbing through. There was a special edition of kids, mm-hmm. and they're like, here are the casting photos from the kids. <laughs> I'm like, oh, why wasn't that guy in the movie? <laughs> he, looks, he looks like he just drank a 40 of OE while sitting, you know, on the edge of like a drained pool. <laughs> uh, but the rainbow background, I love it. You know, I'm assuming, I don't know, I love Ben. Uh, he, he's, he's, I think, I'll say it now. Um, Spoiler alert, you know, he was one of the advancers mm-hmm. from this heat. Um, he's the most underrated comic in town right now. I'll say one of. I don't know if I could pick the most, but yeah, he's definitely underrated and is killing it, has been. Last year, I was in his round. I had a fire set. I didn't advance. He took the bullet in advance. Your set last year was phenomenal. Or two years ago, whatever. Um, we'll say last year for Yeah, last year. Last contest. Last contest. Um, but yeah, and also the rainbow background. He's a younger millennial, so mm-hmm. it's like... You know, it looks good. Is it? Is it Pride Month? Who it cares? was. Yeah, it's, it's, I love it. <laughs> um, what, what's your shout out for Hot Shot Headshot of the week? Uh, honestly, you I couldn't choose yours. Yeah, didn't upload one. Haven't taken a photo of myself in probably a year, maybe longer. Gosh, uh, I do love Debbie's, uh, but it's off the board. It's off the board. This is difficult. Uh, looking at these headshots, because I feel like a lot of these people... Wow. Yeah, I, I hadn't seen the picture of Bub yet. Not what you expect from Bub. No, not at all. That's... Huh. Still would like to see that set. That would have been an interesting set, just based off the photo. Um, I don't even know if any of these other you people... You can just do a shout-out, you know, to the, to the mysteries. Yeah. Hurricane I... Langton's headshot. Hurricane Missing Langton. Still a mystery. Yeah. I feel like that might be two years in a row. Hurricane has signed up, unfortunately not shown up, but you know that headshot is fire. You know that set's going to be amazing when we see it. I think Hurricane Langton is like Nick, the manager. Just like, there's no <laughs> one. I think it's just him having fun because he loves the one names. They he, are... always, he, he always puts them at the top of the show when there's a mic. Because he wants, he wants to get that out of the way. Because <laughs> it's either going to, like you said, they're going to throw the energy off and then yeah. we have the rest of the night to recover. Or it's just going to be a wild night with a hurricane light. <laughs> One of the people who didn't show up on my show in 2019, I know their last name was Croissant. And Pete Croissant. Yes. Flaky. He flaked. <laughs> that was the thing we all came up with. There you go. Yeah. No, it... Like it took multiple people in that green room to come up with that show. Come on. Come <laughs> on. It was, it was, uh, it would have been funny to see them, but yeah, flaked. Uh, we'll say Hurricane Langton this week. Hurricane Langton. Well, that brings us to this week. Yeah. I gotta take a break because I wasn't here. What happened last week? Well, I was fighting mosquitoes. Chet took the bullet. I did. What was that like for you? Scary. It was terrifying. Uh, it ended up being just fine once I got on stage, but that was. It was a- 
COVID sold out crowd. Yes. Plus some comics. Which is still, COVID sold out is still more than I feel like usually show up to the preliminaries mm. by a pretty significant amount. It was far more packed than my round, the previous contest. Uh, I would say on average for the preliminaries, it was way towards the higher end of actual audience members. Um, all the seats up front were full. It's great. Uh, it was a little rough going in. It was my only set I've done inside since the beginning of, no, I think the end of 2019. I don't think I did any shows at the beginning of 2020 before the lockdown started. Um, so I was nervous about that, just being back up there. Uh, and Debbie Wooten was following me and I know Debbie I knew Debbie was going to go through because Debbie always goes through. Mm-hmm. Like Debbie usually makes it to the finals. Well, that's what everybody said. The only Debbie's only enemy is the light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think she's gotten to judge. I think one year she might have gone over, but that probably was in the semis. I don't think it was in the preliminaries. I don't think Debbie's ever gone over in the preliminaries that I've seen. She's a pro. Yes, been doing it longer than I've been alive. Uh, I was nervous about that. At the same time, it was like maybe a little less pressure because like you don't. Really, like, when I looked at the lineup, I thought, everybody on this is great. This is a show I'd love to be a part of, and I have no chance of going through. Uh, all I have to do... is liberating, right? A little bit, yeah. I just wanted to show up and have a good time and hopefully create some good energy for the people who are going up after me. I didn't want it to be a quiet set or anything. I wanted to get people going, and I felt like... I, yeah, I think you did that. I think it was okay. Uh, I thank you. I, I I'm very critical of my things. When I took the bullet, uh, and this is going back to mm-hmm. 2012, mm-hmm. Uh, the year Nathan Brandon won. Yes. In my first round, he Bree Pruitt went through, uh, Whitney Street went through, and and Brian Fernando went through. I oh. took the bullet. My strategy was, and my I told myself the reason why the bullet sucks is they're not drunk yet. So I created a drinking game. <laughs> And I found a recording of it. Brendan listened to it. It's so long. Oh, boy. So I was like, I did this drinking game. I was like, every time I say fabulous drink, I'm like, now you're drunk. Now I can start my set. <laughs> and I, I was listening to me rehearsing. I was preparing six minutes. Wow. So I'm, so that was dumb. Um, so in addition to doing a stupid, stupid shtick <laughs> to just waste and bleed my time. <laughs> Uh, I told myself the reason why the bullet, yeah, no, didn't. Bullet is harder to go through on. I have definitely seen people do it. It's been done. It's been done. I mean, Rico's done it. I think Weber's Weber's done done it. Yep, Weber's done it. It It can be done in the semifinals because I think judges are a little better about that. I think Katie Wynn did it, uh, 2019. I feel like Katie had bullet. Ben Levy did it. Ben Levy did it. We just talked about him. It hasn't happened yet this year, so you're, you're. We'll see. We got, we got a few nights left. A few nights left. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, Chad, I enjoyed your pizza jail. Thank you. Jokes. It's Talk uh, about being in yeah. pizza jail. Yeah. For, be careful what you wish for. Yes, it's uh, it's silly. I, I wasn't going to bring that joke back, but I was talking too fast, and I realized I needed to say something, so I didn't get off the <laughs> stage before the light came on. Uh, uh, yeah. It was it was really wild being back up there. It felt good. Uh, okay. It was a great show. It I, I do think everybody on that show did really, really well. It, it was a lineup I was proud to be a part she of. She didn't take the bullet, but she came up next. You know, she had a great opener, mm-hmm. but then Debbie Wooten came in. And just, I've seen a lot of laugh laugh marks on Brendan's laugh per minute scale here. Oh, Debbie yeah. destroyed. She was just rapid fire punchlines, yeah. applause breaks. 
people were just eating it up. Yep. They yeah. love Debbie. She has the right amount of fans, I think, because, like, the comics love her, and, you know, the people that are on her guest list love her. People but who've she's never seen her genuinely like Yes. Yeah. She meets the expectation of comedians. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're going to make me laugh. She, yeah. she, she, this is the contract, and she's, like, stamping that contract. Yes. You know, 20 times a minute. Yes. Yeah, Debbie can deliver... She um, almost hit Bowie's number, and Bowie's number is like Bowie. That's just Bowie. <laughs> that was Bowie Mania. That was it. That was last week. Uh, but then, right in probably by then, a good wave comes a finalist from last year. Probably one of my biggest surprises of the year so far was mm-hmm. seeing the three names posted and not seeing Seth Allen's name on there. Yeah, I did think uh, Seth had a really, really good chance of going through. It was kind of I. I had Debbie. Wendy, number one and number two were my picks before the show even started. I'm like, those two almost certainly will go through. And then uh, third was a toss-up between uh, Seth and Ben, and I feel like there was maybe one other, maybe two. Um, but basically, when I did it, I kind of just was like, I'm not going to go through this year. I don't know that I even want to go through, but I don't think I have a chance. I'm not deluding myself. I just... I think other people have been self awareness is a very underappreciated uh, comedian skill. I think it's really good to be realistic, to take yourself outside of it and listen to your set recordings and be like, I get laughs here, I don't get laughs here. These people, when they tell their things, they're tight, they have this, I should try to tighten it up, take some words out. Um, I, I was pretty confident of my picks and I. It's so hard when it's your friends to be like, I think someone's going to go through and someone's not going to go through. But I I think I ended up flipping a coin initially the day the lineups came out between Seth and Ben and going with Ben. And okay, ben, the coin was right. Yeah, Ben had a fucking amazing set that night. It was crazy. It was the most energy I've seen in a long time, just period, because I haven't been doing stuff. It was a Energy fantastic from Ben set. or energy from the crowd? Crowd loving it. Both. 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 It was... I wouldn't describe Ben as energized. I can't, I can't wait to see the tape. I hope he lets me listen oh, to it. Oh, it's going to be a good tape. The, those semis are going to be amazing if he brings it like he brought it that night. He did so good. It's made my favorite set of his I've ever seen. But yeah, Seth did a good job. Yes. Yeah. Like, he was probably doing longer jokes. Yeah, he was doing his marriage material. Talks about his wife. Um, he made some funny jokes about his wife making him wear a mask. When they're sleeping together. So, new. <laughs> so this COVID stuff. stuff. Funny stuff. And, uh, and, and then Natalie Lynn was a no-show. Right. So we went into Dennis. Mm-hmm. I love Dennis. Mm-hmm. Dennis, and I took the comedy class. Me and Clancy, he was our classmate. Yes. I love Dennis. Yeah. He's great. Cancer survivor. Yes. Cancer survivor. First of two this morning. First of two that night. Yeah, and my favorite line of his was he said he had to, um, when they gave him his, like, when they had to shave his head. Mm-hmm. He said he looked like a geriatric Skrillex that got a big laugh. Just hearing Dennis talk about Skrillex because he's like an older dude. Like, how does Dennis it. even I know? Cannot wait. I cannot wait to be that dude. Um, but I had Dennis had been working real hard because he was yeah. at Sookie's. He's been at all the mics. Mm-hmm. I think he no, he didn't triple dip. He double dipped on Monday before on the Monday before. It's incredible that we uh, now live in a city where you can double dip again. It's been it's a long time. It's super easy coming. to double dip. Some people are triple dipping, which is nuts. Three yeah. mics, one night. Yep. You have to cross state lines some nights to do it, but it can be done. <laughs> 
And then we have patron saint of this round, catchphrase comedian Matt Lowe, right? Yeah, chase your dreams, cream your jeans. This guy comes out, and I was, I have no idea what to expect, because he's, like, wearing a robe. This big guy like a wearing Rick, a robe. Ric Flair robe, or? No, like Lebowski. a bathrobe, like a yeah. Lebowski robe. Yes, more like that. Oh, dude. I watched Funches. And his catchphrase. Funches came out wearing his Ric Flair robe, and I've never heard a crowd go more in <laughs> But uh, but yeah no the he was he did kind of a motivational speech type thing okay about jerking off ooh chase your dreams cream your jeans yeah so, not not jerking but like mass not it was it was gender neutral gender okay I like it so yeah. there we go so he was like talking about that and it was funny mm-hmm. um and I just think a couple times the crowd didn't know what he was doing <laughs> and we're like. <laughs> But it was good. I enjoyed I can it. Identify with that? Yeah. Oh man, it would have been great to see Hurricane Langton follow that up. And then we had no hurricane. I know. I was excited. I was so disappointed. And then thanks for the hot hot tip. Not Colleen Crabtree, the Her, wife of the comedian, the wife. Yes. Who signed up with their credit card? <laughs> so was, Dan was, Rock gets up, who I've never seen before, right? And immediately is like, I have cancer. I've just got diagnosed with cancer. That was his opener. (laughs) And then he proceeds to tell some great cancer jokes. He also dunked on Kaiser a ton, which having Kaiser, Kaiser. I definitely felt those jokes. I've dunked on Kaiser. I've dunked on Kaiser. I used to call it the Southwest Airlines of healthcare. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It'll it'll get you there, but it's crowded and smells like farts. (laughs) So yeah, he talks about, he had some good Kaiser jokes. But now there's Spirit Air. People are like, wait, aren't you talking about Spirit Air? I'm like, god damn it. Yeah, Spirit is the new McDonald's of the airline. Did Southwest uh, really step their game up? Did Southwest create... Spirit air just to get the heat off of them. <laughs> Maybe good idea. Like oh, I like that. Another chicken wars. Yeah, I rode Spirit once, and it was like being on a Greyhound bus. <laughs> and like people without people didn't use headphones. Oh god, I didn't know Spirit people was had their still shoes around. off. Like oh. this is fucking no. Getting, but it was dirt cheap. I got to Dallas for like fifty bucks round trip. Oof. Hey, that seems Spirit rough. airline airline jokes, but we'll never outlive them. Nope. Um, so Dan was, I thought Dan was gonna advance after he went. I honestly okay. did. Cause it was the crowd, I'm like, well they're not, <laughs> not gonna not vote the cancer guy. Like, yeah. And like, I don't he was, I but thought then he was, Wendy came was like, fuck your cancer. Yeah. <laughs> Wendy, I am this audience's dark queen. Wendy, Wendy came in and of... talked about being a witch yep. and, and all like the people calling themselves witches that yeah, aren't witches. Yeah, what is the definition of a witch, especially in this city? And it was really funny, and yeah. she got a lot of laughs. Mm-hmm. She definitely like was able to bounce off of Dan really well, and because I think some people might have been really intimidated by that set. I think sometimes it's good when you have two very contrasting performers, sorts of like they yeah. they sound different, they've got different subjects in mind. Okay. I, I think that was a little bit of what happened between the two of them. It was just like yeah. the contrast. So I had never seen Wendy before, so okay. she was it was really good. I never it's she a treat. Great. She's amazing. Yeah. yeah. She's been at it for a good few years and she's just really good. And she's funny not just at stand up. She does great yeah. sketches. Yeah. She's hilarious overall. Seriously. And then we had a newcomer. Mm-hmm. Um, who I had also never seen before, and I don't think anybody else had. Was that Liam? Uh, Liam Gibbler. Gibbler. Yes. Ooh, a late entry. Yes. And he told one story that went eight minutes, 
And yeah, he went way over. But he was, I mean, at least he had a plan. Oh, he got up, he there. Got up there. He, he got did up it. There, he had on. a plan. And DQ'd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not the not the last? Not the first. Nope. I mean, he had some decent laughs. He had some decent laughs. Um, it was, he was talking about, it's, it's the story of going to a Boston Red Sox game. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. did, did he do act-outs with the Boston's voice? No. No. That's, nope. That would have been a lot better. Not one Boston accent. Hey, we're, we're helping you. Hey, punch it up. Yeah. You know, you, you got you to give a voice. If you're doing a story, you gotta, you got to change it up with pitch, tone, pace. Yeah. yeah. Don't just ramble about this. And then sucks. Ben came up and got the highest LPMs I've recorded this entire contest. So how do you record your laughs? Just I just, every time I hear a laugh, I tally. Okay. It's cool. Okay. He's a computer. But yeah. this is the second week in a row that he's figured it out. He's gotten three for three. I've gotten three for three two, nice. two nights in a row. Okay, so my average, because it used to be, uh, I think the last... Four years. Your prediction average. Yes, I would make predictions with a friend of mine. We would then give our sheets to a neutral third party, which was usually our bartender, uh, and he would hang on to them until the contest was done. And then the day after, we would always go pick up the sheets and look through and see how accurate we were. And over time, I have been losing accuracy. It's been going down. Too bad you get too attached to the... Too many personal attachments. Because I was sitting next to Clancy, Mm -hmm. and he was like... You are absolutely right with your scores, but I couldn't score it that way because I have friends here. When you think about your personal yeah. feelings about people and who you yeah, want to Clancy see was well. like they, yep. they were like they were like yeah. Um, this is comedy contest, Clancy. Fuck yep. your feelings. You should be, <laughs> Clancy was even like you and Carson should be judges because you have this system. Yeah, <laughs> it's a better system than mine. I mean, I take notes. I like to keep track of time. I like to. Keep track. If I know the I person, do negatives for like time and stuff. Yeah. And if they're if jokes just don't go at all. Yeah. Like Some I'll years, like if negative. I if topics come up more than once, I'll make a note on the second person to bring it up or the third person to bring it up. Like we've heard a lot of this tonight. Mm. Um, there's a lot of things to but factor in. The general in. audience that means nothing to them. <laughs> That's like I've heard stories like oh, I don't want to do my joke about my boobs because the comedian before me did her joke did a joke about boobs. And it's yeah. like do you joke about boobs? Guys don't but care. I heard Ben's. It's crazy hearing some of Ben's material that had done like okay mm-hmm. at like open mics. Yeah, just he did this joke about Japanese porn mm-hmm. and it destroyed a human. Just like oh the yeah. blurry the mic. Oh, which sorry. Mic- sorry. You don't want to spoil the pitch. Ah. We'll blur it out. But um and then he did and then he did a joke I hadn't heard before about the winter in Portland compared to the winter in Chicago, and that got like a twenty second applause break. Yeah. And this thing is like you forget like if you're only going to open mics and we haven't been seeing each other on shows. Right. Comedians forget, like, hey, some of us we're not Save we're, some. we're not doing our, 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 we're not bringing our A game yeah. to these open mics. You're not necessarily giving 110% when it's Monday night and it's 11.45. That's like... We started work I, at 6 But over time, it was every now and again, you have to. To yes, remind sir. the bookers mm-hmm. and your peers, like, hey, hey, you see me flailing around with this bit that I'm going to chuck anyway? Yeah. I haven't worked on it for three weeks. It's not there. Yeah. But, oh, by the way... uh I got this that never fails. Yes. That's why I love indie wrestling so much because you'll see guys sometimes if it's like a big event or you like a special event, they like pull out their best shit that you never see them do. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> like, that 55 year old just did a moonsault. Yeah. He hasn't done one in seven years. Well, that's like the most famous, 
thing like that is when at WrestleMania 19, Brock Lesnar tried to do a shooting star press, which he had done only in like when he was a rookie, not on TV, and he landed on his head at WrestleMania and almost died. Oh, jeez. It's gnarly. But he finished, he got up and finished the match somehow. Concussed. Yeah. yeah. But like, Show that's, go on. But like, but like just seeing that was like a nobody. Shooting can... star press? Are you kidding me, Brock Lesnar? That'd be like a first year comedian closing with a rape joke in the contest. <laughs> but just, but the thing is, like, imagine if he had hit that, people would have been talking about it for like the rest of time. And then, uh, and then our, our friend from Sookie's closed it out. Yep. Oh yeah, Hewitt. Hewitt. Huey! Um, I liked that, uh, uh, Brent pointed out, like, we've heard Hewitt's mood From ring the joke. Brent Lowry. We've heard Hewitt's mood ring joke, like, 50 times, and to see that joke kill yeah. a helium <laughs> is pretty special. It's like, nights like this for Huey, it's good take. Mm-hmm. It'll get him booked locally. Yes. Most likely. Um, we'll book him. I don't have a show to book him. You, 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 we'll book him on Sookies every week. Yeah. I love to have him like, I will book you. <laughs> Um, but also it's like, if you've been grinding, grinding, not being booked on shows, yeah. the comedians are tired and they're not, they stop laughing at your funny jokes. Right. Yeah. This is, this is your life force. This is, you know, be like, I knew this shit was funny. I yeah. Knew it. Yeah. If you believe in your material and you want to see yeah, it Yeah, I was through, talking to Dennis about that. He was so yeah. happy that like he was getting laughs for this stuff that he's been grinding so hard on. It's rough when your only audience is other open micers, you know? It's it's hard, even if it's you know your joke comedy. is good. Yeah, it's hard to know what is really funny sometimes. I will laugh so much harder at a show at somebody telling the same joke I could hear at an open mic. Even if I love that person and the joke is killer, I will just laugh harder at a show than a mic because in a mic I'm thinking about certain things, you know, like, what am I going to do for my set? What am I going to do tomorrow at work? Like, the concerns I have at mics that I don't have at shows definitely inhibit my laughter, as I imagine they do others. Uh, I know some people at mics generally don't pay attention to the other comics. Uh, that's not everybody, but that's some people. So unless they're from out of town. Well, I mean, don't you love it when there's like, oh, it's about town. And then we all go and watch, and then like after like thirty seconds, we all like, it's my cigarette still. <laughs> It's not worth it. They're just, uh, they're, they're, they're same as us, just on a road trip. Yeah. Uh, ooh, that, that has been a thing too this year that kind of depressed me for a minute was, uh, I, I do, uh, admin the Portland Comics Facebook group. We've always gotten a lot of people from out of town asking about shows and things. There was a stretch this year where so many people from out of town were asking, what's going on in Portland? And Portland was still locked down. We had no shows. We didn't have bars you could go to, let alone perform at. And just having to tell people, like, check back in a few months, dude. I don't know. Like, they're, you're wasting your time if you come here. That, that was a killer. That really bummed me out on the Save the City. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, you know, we need transport. Now we're we open. Can. Knock on wood. Yeah. As long as the stupid Delta variant doesn't <laughs> kill us all. Helium's open. The contest is open. We've yep. covered this There's round. more mics popping up. There are. More yeah. mics every Kelly's day. mic is starting tomorrow. High Dive mic started again on Monday. That was yeah. exciting. High Dive was nuts. High Dive is a good time. It's, uh, I need to come to yours. So I can't, I can't claim which is my, my favorite mic in the city right I now. I love High Dive. Best Hank. They have, um, 
great patio. And Excellent patio. And slushy machines. And, and they have and slushies the weather. and jello shots. There you were so many jello shots. So many right? jello. People were just coming out with trays of jello shots on yeah. the that was patio. My move. Yeah. If I made the you know funny set of the night at high dive, mm-hmm. I would tell the audience, and the joke is by this time there's like six people and we're like, yeah. everybody's getting jello shots <laughs> if you vote for me. And it didn't always work. It had though. I, I know it did. At least one, maybe two nights that I'm thinking about. But anyway. Anyway. I'll remember that. Contest recap for night six. Your semi-finalists, mm-hmm. Debbie Wooten, of course. Debbie Wooten. Slam dunk. Yep. Wendy Weiss. Yes. There we go. Um, the dark queen, the, the, the witchy, Wendy Weiss witchy woman. Four <laughs> dubs there. And then with one of the strongest sets, Brendan, the strongest set. The strongest Brendo's set system, in my system. Nice. Uh, one of the top five sets in the preliminary rounds historian has ever yep. seen. I was on so vacation. Um, last 2019, Ben Levy eliminated me from the bullet spots. So um, I'm calling bullshit. I think his set sucked. <laughs> I hope he draws the bullet during the semifinals. No, he's, he's awesome. I can't wait to... Those young, those young bucks advancing. You got him and got Cameron. Ah, the young guys advanced this semifinal. Wait till they make me. I'm just kidding. They never advanced. <laughs> never advanced. Um, but trying to advance next week, you know, check Helium out. But, you know, according to it, you know, a controversial week to say the least. We'll oh, talk yeah. about next week. But some heavy hitters, Ben Harkins next week, mm-hmm. according to Shedge, Dan Weber. Yep. Our neighbor, Michael Phelps, will probably get the on the podcast to talk Phelps. about it. Chet, it's been amazing. Thank you. It's been so much being here, you guys. This has been a delight. I mean, we're going to have yeah. some more podcasts to fill. Yeah. We'd love to have you back. I, I have years of stuff I can talk about. I can talk about before. I can talk about recent. Uh, early stuff. Yeah. The late stuff. The good stuff. The yep. bad stuff. Any parting contest wisdom? Uh, I think it's it's a really fun thing to do if you don't get too in your head about it. People should do it. You should do it at least once. I shouldn't have waited. All those years to enter. I wish I had entered it before 2019. Uh, time your stuff out. Uh, if you go and you sit in the audience, do not talk because there's always one show every year that's ruined by somebody talking loudly. Uh, and just have fun. My God. We get to go out again. Isn't it crazy that we all get to go out and sit in this room and I'm watch s- our friends do things? I'm still having, I'm still enjoying the heck out of it. So I have social anxiety, but I'm yeah. loving it. No, I I got a little bit of agoraphobia. Get your meds adjusted if needed. We we we've been we've been skipping the depression talk because we're so obsessed with the comedy because it makes us yeah. happy, distracts us from the darkness inside. Well, I had like what could have been a d- bad depression week was a great week. Like I was all by myself for a whole week, but yeah. I went out to a bunch of mics, hung out with comedians. It was so fun seeing you on Monday. That was a great time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. thank you to the comedy scene. Thanks to the people I'm giving so me rides for taking care of my brother. <laughs> Holy shit. I didn't expect that from these turd burglars. <laughs> and with that, we'll and see you next that. week, turd burglars. Yay. Love you, bro. Love you, bro. We're brothers.